from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome, my life from America family. It is June 21st. Year of our Lord, 2021, you are watching live from America with your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. I want to thank you all so very, very, very much for being patient while I was on my family vacation. That was the first vacation that we have taken in uh, about a year, and it was much needed. And I am refreshed, I am relaxed, I am bubbling with information uh, to share with you guys, and uh, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. What I'm going to do right now, though, is I'm going to go right to the comment section, right here on Rumble. We have about 3,000 people watching. This is the time to share this video out like crazy. I believe that the, re the, the live version will now stay up. The last show that I did before I left um, did. I ended up putting up the recorded version anyway just for, any, for anybody who, you know, might have missed the live version and didn't realize that the live version was actually still there. But I'm going to go right in and I'm going to say hello. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm going to say hello to people in Montana. Barb in Montana, how you doing? Alexa56 says, so happy you're back. Um, Victoria, hello, how you doing? Good to see you. Becky80 says, your vacation was well-deserved. I appreciate that. A lot of people uh, didn't think so because uh, we lost a lot. We got a lot of people mad because we went away. But you know what? Sometimes you got to deal with that. Uh, we got New Jersey in the house. Denise from Independence, Missouri, the Show Me State. Amanda Hale and Jack, good to see you. Great to see you. Sheila Serino, our, our Italian native um, who now lives in the U.S. I want to thank you very much. It's good to see you. Terry Lynn, how you doing? Great to see you as well. Uh, so glad you're back. EJ from Michigan. We will be in Michigan, Holland, Michigan, as a matter of fact, on the 28th of this month. Yes, stop Joe. Mansion, Terry Lynn says. I agree 100%. We still have Kirsten Cinema, and um, we'll see how things go. I don't think that that's going too far. I think these election audits are happening a little bit too fast for them to... Uh, uh, for them, for their heads are spinning right now, and we'll get to that. We will definitely get to that. Um, missed you and your daily devotionals. Well, thank you. We're going to talk about the daily devotionals here in a little bit. And uh, Farm Girl 05 says, We missed you, Jeremy. So glad you're back. Sending you love from Tennessee. Man, do I love Tennessee. You guys are so, so amazing in that wonderful state. Uh, we got people watching from Massachusetts, and, um, you know, Massachusetts needs a lot of help right now, but they're, uh, they're coming out of it. So I, um, uh, you know, we're going to help Massachusetts as much as we can. We got, uh, we got, uh, some people down in Massachusetts that are working real hard right now and I'm helping them as well. So we'll see, we'll see where that goes. A hundred problems says I need a shout out. I never get one. Well, a hundred problems. I don't know your name, but hopefully you have less one problem now and you can change your name to 99 problems because I saw you and gave you a shout out. So love you, man. Thank you so very much. And uh, let's see, a couple more here. Paige says, we missed you. Well, I missed you too, Paige. I missed the show so much. You have no idea. And uh, Scotty says, welcome back, Jeremy. Texas is in the house. Um, and Lauren Cole says, oh, no, Joe Manchin. Yeah, Joe Manchin told them that he would actually vote for the vote, you know, people... Care Act or whatever it's called, if they changed a whole bunch of stuff and actually did voter ID laws. Uh, so there are some demands from Joe Manchin. We'll see where they stand when it comes to the uh, Democratic Party. And one more, Lorna from St. Joe, Missouri. The Show Me State says, shout me out. Love you. Thank you so very much, Lorna. And, uh, well, guys, we're going to, uh, we're going to, I, I want to ask, um, first of all, I want to say thank you to Dolores. Hope I say this name right. Uh, Tomanika for the Bibles. I very much appreciate it. We're going to get me and my wife are going to get right back into the swing of things. Now that it's summer, Sabrina is going to be able to help me a lot more uh, with getting out Bibles, getting out 
uh, gifts for donors, getting out thank you cards, helping package things up and get them out sooner. So big shout out to my wife, who's incredibly awesome. And a big shout out to Vicki Moore. Now, not only did Vicki Moore send a donation, which I just opened, uh, that was in the mail when I got back, but she made these amazing pillows. Check this out. Isn't that awesome? This pillow right here, I mean, this is handmade, hand, hand uh, crochet. This is wonderful. I love that so much. And then check this one out. Here's, your, here's the other one. We the people. Isn't that awesome? What great work she does. And her name is Vicki Moore. I want to uh, thank Vicki very much. And you can actually go to www.needlemethat.com. Again, needlemethat.com. And it's crochet patterns. And she did a wonderful, wonderful job on those pillows. And I can't wait uh, to get them back to the house. And uh, the kids will not be getting those pillows. Those pillows are for Dad. Okay? <laughs> so... Uh, I want to check out, see how we're doing here with everything. Looks like we're having sound problems again. If everybody can uh, let me know if they have sound or not, that would be very much appreciated. Some people say they have no sound. Some people say they have some sound. I don't know where we are with that. Just want to check here real quick to make sure. Yeah, I don't know why... There seem to be sound problems lately with this software, but hopefully we'll get it figured out. Um, I just want to see good sound. She uh, good here. Yes, we have sound loud and clear here. I hear you, Jeremy. Okay, just want to make sure that everybody's got it. That's all. And uh, I also want to ask for prayers for a couple people, folks. There's been a lot of prayer requests since I've been gone, and uh, I tried to stay away from my phone as much as I possibly could. I tried to stay away from uh, doing videos as much as I possibly could because my family really wanted me to spend time with them. And uh, <laughs> Hub says you're fired. <laughs> uh, lift your sound button. I already did that. It, it's, it's, it's wavering on its own. There's nothing I can do. Um, but I do want to ask for prayers for Julie Sims. Um, her daughter actually uh, is in a, um, in a relationship with another girl. And she basically has given her mom an ultimatum um, not to follow Christ's teaching and accept her uh, and her new girlfriend, and, and that's just the way it's going to be. And Julie has a hard time dealing with that. And, of course, you know the best thing that you can do is be there for them. Uh, be there for them and just continue to show them the way to Christ, love them. Um, and we're going to get into talking about uh, tolerance in a minute because some people have been taking my... Um, my newsletters as intolerant, and it's, I hate to say this, I really do, uh, but those people who believe that I'm being intolerant with my newsletters about Jesus coming to destroy religion and all that, you're reading it wrong. You need to go back and you need to read it again, because I'm not saying uh, that I'm intolerant against people who follow certain religions. I'm saying what the Bible says, so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the other person that I would like to ask for prayers for is Rachel Simison. Rachel Simison, uh, her, her husband and her uh, son, uh, she asked for prayers for them too. They're going through some personal issues right now. So if you can, please pray for Julie Sims and Rachel Simison as, uh, as they try to navigate um, what's going on with them, okay? And Tammy says, you keep freezing on Rumble. You didn't on YouTube ever. Well, I'm watching the feed here, and I haven't froze once on either of my feeds so just, it might be, it, it just, maybe internet connection, who knows what it could be. So I'm sorry about that, but I did start a new YouTube page since YouTube banned the channel, and we only need 100 more subscribers to go live, so I should be live tonight, uh, both on YouTube again and on Rumble, okay? All right, so it seems like we have people saying that there's sound, and, and people are ready for the show. No freezing here. People said, I don't see freezing or have sound issues. Perfect. So let's get right on with it, folks. Um, I, want to, uh, I want to go to the verse of the day. And the verse of the day today kind of ties in a little bit with what I was talking about. And uh, we'll just get right to it. The verse of the day today comes from John 8, 12. John 8, 12. And it says this. Jesus spoke to the people once more. 
and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in the darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And then what I wrote to that says, this sums up the Bible, folks. A good summary of the Bible is that the Old Testament is God's promise to destroy our mortal enemy, which is death. And the New Testament tells us how he did it. What is the Bible? Well, most of us think that it is a book of rules and regulations. Some think it's just, some think it's just stories written by men to keep order. Not true. The Bible is an instruction booklet or a master guideline. It tells you how you should live your life here on earth. You either choose to use it like a GPS or you don't. Rules and regulations are equal to what we call religion. If you remember last week, I sent out a newsletter on Thursday that said Jesus came to destroy religion. When I did that, I lost about 100 people off the newsletter and about 25 monthly donors who were very upset that I pointed out what Jesus said in Matthew about what we know as Judaism and Catholicism in today's world. Exactly what Jesus tried to get everybody away from when he came. Okay? Those two beliefs have transformed into a massive amounts of rules, traditions, and regulations in today's world. When all we need to do is look to Jesus as the true path to heaven. God gave us the ability to think like Christ. He gave us an instruction booklet that guides us to do just that. And it's that simple. So... What is the Bible? What does it do? It's our basic instructions before leaving earth, and it guides us down the narrow path to walk in the footsteps of Christ. What you have to do, what I have to do, what everybody has to do, is repent when you sin directly to God, not in a confession booth to a stranger, and trust in Jesus like you do a parachute when you're jumping out of a plane. And once you do that, God will grant you a new heart, a new set of eyes and ears, and a desire to use the Bible as a GPS to guide you to Him. Okay? Now, when I talk about Judaism and Catholicism, I am not insulting people who follow the religion of Judaism or Catholicism. What I'm saying is echoing what Jesus said in the Bible. Period. I'm echoing what Jesus said in the Bible. Now, last I checked, Judaism has about 613 commandments that you must follow. How can anybody in the world follow 613 commandments? It's, it would be impossible. Catholicism, you have a lot of things that you have to do. They, if, to, be a, to be a practicing, to be a practicing Catholic... There are things that you have to do, such as you shall attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation and rest from, um, from servile labor. You shall confess your sins at least once a year to a priest. You shall receive the sacrament of Eucharist at least during the Easter season. You shall observe the days of fasting and abstinence established by the Church, and you shall help to provide for the needs of the Church. Now, a lot of people came at my neck and said that uh, Peter is actually the head of the church. That might be true when it comes to Catholicism, but I don't remember ever reading Jesus saying the word Catholic or Catholicism. Ever. I don't remember reading that anywhere in the Bible. What I do remember reading is that Jesus is the church. Jesus Christ is the church. Period. So when I say Jesus came to destroy religion, I'm getting it directly from the source, which we all claim to follow, whether you're a Catholic or whether you're just a Christian or a Presbyterian or whatever, we all claim to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ most definitely came to destroy religion. Remember, I will destroy this temple and rebuild a new one in three days. Now, when you talk about Catholicism, you cannot talk about Catholicism without talking about the Vatican. The Vatican, right now, in today's world, and, and for a long time, was the center of Catholicism. That should not be the way it is when you follow Jesus Christ. What should be at the center, ladies and gentlemen, is Christ. Jesus Christ. Period. Now, Jesus did instruct Peter to build the church. And said, Peter, you will build 
my church. And he built the Catholic church. I 100% I, I know that. I know that 100%. And I'm not here saying that Peter did anything wrong. What I'm saying is all of those rules, regulations, and ways that, 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 that you are taught as a Catholic to come to Christ are not what Jesus said to come to him. So when I say that stuff, it's not being intolerant. And so many people thought I was being mean to them or being or telling them that their uh, religion or their belief system is wrong. I'm not telling you that, so please don't get mad at me. I'm telling you what Jesus said in the Bible. Okay? And also people said that when I said something about the rainbow flag, that I was being intolerant to people who were gay and, think, and saying that, uh, that gay people are not the children of God. I never once said that either. What I said was that when I see the rainbow flag being used uh, as a, a symbol of Pride Month and representing the LGBTQ community, I thank them, a little condescendingly, for promoting the teachings of Jesus Christ. Why do I do that? Because that's exactly what the rainbow is. It is a covenant that God promised man not to destroy the world again by flood. And that is a very sacred um, a, a very sacred thing to, to Christians is the rainbow. So when you hijack the rainbow, instead of calling people names and stuff like that, you thank them for promoting Christianity. If all of us did that, I guarantee you that the LGBTQ community and the pride community would get rid of it as soon as possible. Now, some people took that as me being intolerant of people who were gay. Not so. Matter of fact, we're all children of God, even if you're Nancy Pelosi. Period. What I'm saying is, that would be the equivalent of me using Mecca and hijack, hijacking Mecca, that very traditional sacred place to Muslims, and using it to benefit and further my own agenda. It would be an insult to those people who, who uh, look at Mecca as such a, 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 a massive thing in their belief system. So when I send out these newsletters, folks, never once am I attacking anybody for their belief systems or the way they live. What I'm doing is pointing out the teachings of Jesus Christ. And if you can't deal with that, then maybe, and this is not me saying this in a condescending way, maybe that's an opportunity for you to look at yourself in the mirror, get out the Bible, and go back to the Bible. Because I am only giving you what I read. Am I the greatest person in the world to be doing ministry? No, I'm not. But I, but I am certain when I put these things on paper, type them out and send them out, that it comes directly from the Bible. So, I wanted to clear that up before we started today's show. Okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, please join with me in saying the Lord's Prayer. Because, again, this is what Jesus said, how you should pray to Him. So, you know the drill. I know it's been a while. Maybe you've forgotten it, maybe you haven't, but please say it with me loud and proud so that all of heaven can rejoice. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Now, Annette says, I may disagree with you, but I still love you. And I love you too. That's the great thing about us on the conservative side, is that we can agree to disagree. However, you're not disagreeing with me, Annette. You're disagreeing with what Jesus said. Not me, with what Jesus said. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, but I get, I get what you're saying, and I thank you, and I love you very much, too. i got to have a slurp of my coffee. Woo! Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get ready to rumble, ladies and gentlemen. My first and foremost section of today is going to talk to you and pinpoint some of the things that I found out, saw, realized, and um, brought back with me from my vacation. Okay? Number one, ladies and gentlemen. 
Biden stickers, Biden flags, Biden support. I maybe, and I am not lying when I say this, I'm being 100% truthful, I maybe, from driving from New Hampshire all the way down through New England, through Pennsylvania, into Ohio, all the way down Ohio, into Kentucky, and all the way back, I might have seen five bumper stickers or any kind of support for Joe Biden and one billboard that said, thank you for getting us back on track, Biden. Five bumper stickers and one billboard. Do you want to know how many Trump bumper stickers, Trump flags, riding on people's vehicles and billboards I saw of President Trump? Too many to count. Too many to count. You don't have to be a statistician or a, uh, a, a, a numbers guy or an analysis, an a, 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 uh, analyst, excuse me, to decipher who the country stands behind more from state to state. And you don't have to look any further than just seeing the support that you see with the naked eye. Literally five bumper stickers that said anything in support of Biden and one billboard, and I bet you hundreds, and when I say hundreds, I mean hundreds of Trump stickers, hundreds of flags, hundreds of, uh, of people supporting President Trump. Trump won signs. Uh, you know Trump won billboards. Trump won. Trump 24. Trump 2024. Um, uh, uh, forensic audit bumper stickers and things like everywhere. So, and even when we got down to Kentucky, now I realize that most of the people that probably go to the Ark Encounter uh, are Christians, and most Christians probably are today, maybe, I don't know, I don't know this, I'm just speculating, are probably not Democrats because of how far left the Democrats have gone with killing babies and everything else, okay? So, I, went, I was on five different interstates, I was on tons of back, uh, side highways, and like I said, the proof is in the pudding, ladies and gentlemen. The country is behind President Trump 100%. All right? That's the first thing I took away. The next thing I took away from this trip is me and my kids counted how many people we saw wearing masks. This includes gas stations, grocery stores, the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum, and every other place that we stopped. And we didn't count any more than 20 people the entire time we were gone. The entire vi vacation from the time we left our house to the time we got back, we didn't see more than 20 people wearing masks. And when we did see them wearing masks, half of them were wearing them under their, under their chin anyway. So why even wear them? You know what I mean? So when I said to you for so many months that this whole mask thing would be over when the people decided it would be over... That's exactly what's happening. The people are sick of it. The people are done with it. So the people aren't wearing it more. Ga uh, gas station attendants, cashiers, restaurant workers, barely anybody was wearing the masks anymore. Now, that, that might not apply to your state. You might live in California. You might live in New York. You might live in these ultra-liberal places where they're still holding on to that lie. Still holding on to whatever they can. But I got to tell you, barely anybody's doing it anymore. It's that, it's that much, uh, people are that much sick of it. Okay? Um, somebody said, so are you saying most couldn't read until after 1920? I don't know, must be responding to somebody else. I just wanted to make sure they weren't asking me a question. So unless you live in one of these ultra-liberal areas, people are done with it, they're sick of it, and they're over it. Okay? Another thing that um, I took away from this trip... Um, Racism is not real. Now, I could have told you that before I left. I could have told you that before I left. Now, is race, does racism exist in individuals? Sure it does. In black, white, brown, purple, green, orange, yellow, whatever color you want to label somebody as, of course, people, individuals out there are racist. Does racism exist in the fashion that they say systematic racism? Well, I can tell you this. I spoke to thousands of people while I was gone. Thousands of people from all walks of life, all different color of skin, 
all different beliefs, religious beliefs and religions. And everybody was very cordial to each other, just like it is every time I go out on the Life from America, uh, Save America Freedom Tour. There was nobody that was having any kind of hostility towards anybody else. And I couldn't tell you a time in history where I think people are more close than they are today. If you take out politics. All you got to do is just not talk about politics and everybody is commingling and everybody loves everybody. Now, again, is there pockets and individuals of people that probably don't? Of course there is. But I'm talking about what I took away from this trip. Black kids playing with white kids, white kids playing with brown kids, brown kids playing with Asian kids, Asian kids playing with whatever other whatever else there is in the world. Okay? So, these are the main takeaways that I uh, wanted to bring back home and, and, and tell you guys. Now, I also got an opportunity to sit with two individuals, one by phone and one in person. And I got it both on camera, so I'll be, re I'll be, I'll be um, adding those to, to Rumble as soon as I get them edited. One of, it, one of them was Ken Ham. Now, Ken Ham is, uh, played a very intricate part in my beginning walks of my journey with Jesus. Um, and to be able to sit with him, uh, VIP, I guess, in his office with my entire family and have my entire family ask him whatever questions they wanted to. Basically, my family interviewed Ken Ham. It was incredible. It was incredible, especially since our Christian school that our kids go to actually uses um, the curriculum from the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum, the... Uh, uh, well, I think it's Walks with Genesis, Answers in Genesis curriculum. They use that, and it's, it's, it's truly amazing. Our kids go to school watching and growing up watching videos of Ken Ham. So to be able to have my kids sit in a room with Ken Ham, to be there with my wife, to be able to ask Ken questions, uh, any question we wanted, was, was, a, was almost a dream come true for me. So while I'm sitting there talking to Ken Ham, I told him, I said, you and Ray Comfort have had more influence on my journey with Jesus than anybody on this planet. As a matter of fact, Ray Comfort, I wake up with every single day of my life watching videos from Living Waters on YouTube uh, and following Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron uh, daily. And, and it's part of my devotional. And I said, man, I would really love someday to meet him too. Ken Ham says, oh, pulls out his phone. And calls Ray Comfort. Right in front of me. And then I proceed to have a, co a conversation with Ray Comfort. That turned into Ray uh, accepting an invite to come on Live from America. So Ray Comfort is going to come on Live from America very soon. And I can't wait for that to happen. And then also going to do a, um, an, exclusive, um, an exclusive special with Real America's Voice News at the Ark Encounter with Ken Ham. So this turned into our our we we were going to go to Universal Studios. But through prayer and through so many people like the Brinkmans, um, uh, uh, Shannon and George Brinkman, who helped us, gave us via, uh, uh, tickets to be able to get into to, to the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum, and who had a personal relationship with Ken Ham and those, through through prayer and 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 listening to God, we decided to bring our kids to to Kentucky rather than to Orlando, Florida. And I got to tell you, it was the best decision of my life because it was almost a dream come true looking back on. It was a dream come true. So I can't wait to show you guys those interviews and those conversations. I got it all on camera, and they were just truly, truly incredible to me and my entire family. And um, my, uh, my one son told his friends before we left that we were going to be able to meet Ken Ham because, again, they watch Ken Ham's videos as part of the curriculum in their school, and they, they didn't believe him. They didn't believe him. They said, uh, they said, yeah, right, you're not going to meet him. So he, when we left, he's like, I'm never washing this hand. I'm never washing this hand. Print out those pictures so I can take them back to school and show everybody. Um, so, and, yes, Donald Trump will be on Real America's Voice News today at 3 p.m. on the water cooler with David Brody, who's going to be my fellow host my fellow show host, host of a show on, on uh, Real America's Voice News very soon. <clears throat> so ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to hold you off on the news real quick. I just wanted to give you my rundown of my vacation and what I got to experience going to Kentucky. Now, let's move on 
to... <laughs> Let's move on to President Trump's statement yesterday on Father's Day. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to read it to you right now. President Trump put out a statement for Father's Day yesterday, which said this. Happy Father's Day to all, including the radical left, rhinos, and other losers of the world. <laughs> Hopefully, eventually, everyone will come together. Now, that's classic President Trump, right? That's classic President Trump. When he said rhinos far-left democratical Democrats and other losers of the world. Hopefully we can all come together soon. The only thing that is going to make us come together, especially after a statement like that from President Trump, is the truth, folks. The truth. The truth of what happened on 3rd of November, the truth of what the left did to this country, and the truth of how they worked with the CCP to use the coronavirus as a means to give them power and money. So, President Trump is so incredibly smart when it comes to putting out statements. Do you think President Trump woke up and said, I can't wait to wish everybody a happy Father's Day and call people losers? No, it's a very calculated uh, wordplay that President Trump uses in order to garner attention and keep the focus on certain things. And when he said other losers of the world, he's focusing on what they did. Rhinos, far-left Democrats, and other losers of the world to oust him illegally, okay? Uh, Lauren Cole says Dan Scavino probably wrote it. I don't know. I don't know. If Dan Scavino did write it, it was at the request of President Trump for sure. For, for sure, all right? And by the way, we almost have 7,000 people watching on Rumble. If you guys could help get it over 7,000, that would be a record. We've never been there, so just let you know. So that was a great strategic move by President Trump to put out a statement like that. And again, folks, President Trump will be in Ohio for a rally on the 26th. That was not part of the Save America Freedom Tour. However, Real America's Voice News and the Save America Freedom Tour bus will be there I'm going to try to get there and make it. I had not planned on leaving until the 27th to go to Michigan. I might leave earlier and get there. And by the way, I'm, I'm trying to hold true to, to what I wanted to do. I'm not flying. I'm not giving these airlines any money. I'm literally driving my own personal vehicle out for this leg of this tour because I'm sick and tired of giving these airlines money when all they do is slap us in the face and take away our rights. So I might even be there at that rally with Real America's Voice News on the 26th. And President Trump is going to the border on the 30th, which is going to be massive. He's going to beat Kamala Harris there. He's going to beat stumbling, mumbling, true international pressure Biden there. And he's going to show true leadership. And he's going to cement his leadership in and his role in this country even further by going there. He's a mass, master chess player. He understands how to manipulate and use the media against their own agendas. And he understands how to stay relevant. And the guy is just truly a genius. Now, speaking of geniuses... Let's talk about Arizona for a minute. Man, I'm, I got a lot. I got a lot of ammo here today, so I need to slurp coffee, and I need to take a break every now and then because I don't want to just hammer you guys with stuff that quickly. So hold on. Ah, all right. Let's speak of uh, Arizona real quick. Arizona, the reason why I call them geniuses is because they have set up the blueprint, literally the gold standard on how to do a proper forensic audit of the 2020 debacle, okay? Um, so, uh, 20 states have now visited Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. 20 states. That is almost half of the country. That is saying, think about what that says. That says that over half the country, I mean almost half the country, as of today, feels that the election was rigged, Something was wrong with it, and the people of that state do not have any kind of faith in our election process. That right there, folks, is that statement alone should be enough to rattle you at your core. Think about it. Almost half of the country does not have faith in our, the United States, election process in this great republic, in this wonderful country, this 
beautiful big experiment that they called it in the beginning that we've created called the United States of America. The gold standard for the rest of the world on how a free country should live. Half of us think that the election was wrong and do not have any kind of faith when we go to the ballots and check something as a vote and put it in. That is massive. That is huge. Okay? So 20 states have gone. Now, Pennsylvania and Georgia are expected to start their forensic audits in July. So what does that mean? If Pennsylvania and Georgia do the same kind of audit that Arizona is doing, and, and you got to understand something here, ladies and gentlemen, Pennsylvania alone has more fraud and has more problems than Georgia and Arizona combined. Okay? Steve Bannon and others think that, and even Mastriano thinks this too, that President Trump won Pennsylvania by more than a million votes. By more than a million votes. That is massive. Now let's break this down for a minute. If Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona do their forensic audits, and they all come back and find out that President Trump won, let me break down how this works for you, okay? Pennsylvania has 19 electoral college votes. Georgia has 16 electoral college votes. And Arizona has 11 electoral college votes. That is 46. Presently, right now, and I know it's not right, but presently, right now, Donald Trump had 232 electoral college votes. Biden had 306. If you take those 46 electoral college votes and you decertify them, which is a must once they find out that they were completely illegal, which they will, we all know it, we know that just because of the amount of votes that came in after legally allowed from the state legislature, period. So that, that's what we have to hang on here. We don't have to talk about Dominion yet. We don't even got to talk about Dominion yet. So let's take the 46, let's add 46 to 232, that puts President Trump at 278. And let's take away that 46 from 306, and that puts Biden at 260. That alone, ladies and gentlemen, would cement and, and solidify President Donald J. Trump as the rightful president of the United States. You don't need Michigan. You don't need Wisconsin. You don't need Virginia. You don't need Nevada. You don't need any of the other ones that we already know the same thing happened there as well. You just need Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona and that puts President Trump at 278 and Joe Biden at 260, which would then say that all of those um, executive orders that Biden has issued or whoever's puppeting him has issued in this last seven months, six months, are null and void. They're completely illegal. Nobody should have to follow them. Period. Because all we need to do is have these three states decertify. Just three of them. And President Trump wins. And ladies and gentlemen, we are now over 7,000 live viewers on Rumble. Absolutely incredible. Shout out to you guys. Man, that is amazing. 7,000 live viewers on Rumble. And by the way, if you go over and subscribe to the new uh, YouTube channel, uh, I put the link on Telegram and on Instagram. It is LFA with Jeremy Harrell. I sh I'm sure there'll be over a thousand by the time we get done this and we can go live there as well tonight for people who have problems on Rumble. But there it is, folks. Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona. 46 electoral college votes. Donald Trump wins. 278. Stumbling, mumbling, true international depression, sniff your hair, I love cockroaches, and I'm a racist, Joe Biden, goes back to 260, he's no longer the president. And that's just those three states with those three major counties. Once they do a statewide audit, you're going to find out that he won by a lot more. Now, the question is, what do we do after that? Well, we don't know. And we don't know what we do after that. We don't know if the military gets involved after that. We don't know if the Supreme Court... Supreme Court's probably not going to do anything. They've already showed how cowardice they are. Um, we don't know. What we need to do is cross that bridge when we come to it. We just need to cross that bridge when we come to it. First of all, we need to make sure we get these forensic audits done. Okay? Then, we need to make sure that we show the public exactly what they did and how they cheated. Period. Proof. Evidence. Period. 
then we decide how we're going to remove this sham, phony administration and how we're going to implement President Trump back into the White House. But that's not all, ladies and gentlemen. Senators and House of Representatives. Think about that. Congressmen and women and senators that won that shouldn't have won. I would bet you, I would bet you right now, I would bet you anything. I would bet you anything that I could possibly think of. I'd bet you my own vehicle, my truck, even though I don't own it. I would bet you that the Senate, the House of Representatives, and the White House all were all are red, not blue. I would bet you that we won the Senate by a lot. I bet you that we won the House of Representatives by a lot. And I bet you that we won the White House by a lot. So it's not just a presidential race that's at stake here, folks. It's the entire government, the entire body of government. The three major branches, or the three major, um, the, the, the White House, the, the Senate, and, 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 um, and the House of Representatives, they would all be ours because they are all ours. Because we won them. So again, I don't really know what happens after we point it out and after we show the world. Because it's uncharted waters. What we have to do is get there first. So let's get there first. And those 46 electoral college votes, once they decertify, will go to President Trump, not Biden. And you cannot govern if you did not make 270, period. Okay? Then we can start locking people up. Then we can start locking people up. Um, Stacy says, but will anybody held accountable? I don't see how they can't. I don't see how they can't be at that point. I don't see how they can't be, especially if these state legislations in these states, which are all red, actually decertify. Because if they decertify, that means he's not there. He didn't make it. And I'm talking about Biden. Okay? All right. Moving on, let's talk. We're gonna. Get, we haven't given one of these a while, in a while. Let's go. <laughs> let's go ahead and give the first dumb dumb award of the day. Let's go ahead and do it. And actually, that went into the rhino bucket because it's a double dumb dumb. It's a double dumb dumb, and these double dumb dumbs are going to go to Mike Pence and Kevin McCarthy, or as I like to call him, Kevin McCoward. Now, why am I going to give? Kevin McCoward and Mike Pence, the double dum-dum of the day. Number one, because Mike Pence actually thinks that he's going to be able to put himself back in the political uh, field and try to run for some kind of office. But Charlottesville was actually booing him and screaming, traitor, 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 traitor. Okay? I would imagine that anywhere Mike Pence goes from here on out, because they did it in New Hampshire too, they did the same thing in New Hampshire, anywhere Mike Pence goes from here on out, he will get that kind of reaction. Why? Because even though he did not have a legal slate of electors by the state legislation and only by the delegates, he still has an, has an obligation to the Constitution of the United States of America. And he knew the evidence... He knew that these states certified illegally, and he accepted them anyway. And the way the people of this country look at him is as a traitor, period. He will never win another house. He'll never win another seat. He'll never win another election. He will never, ever be relevant in politics in the grand new party ever, ever again. Ever again. Because he could have went out on a limb and said, you know what, I am not accepting these as the head of the Senate, as the president of the Senate. I'm not accept accepting these. Even though I didn't have a legal slate of, of competing electors, I still had the evidence. I still had the evidence. I still had the evidence that they broke state law in each one of these swing states by going around the state legislature. That alone should have given Mike Pence the moral authority to say, I am not counting these slate of electors until we figure this out and do a forensic audit immediately. That is what should have happened. And since he did not do that, the world, the United States, does not want anything to do with Mike Pence. Now, let's go to Kevin McCoward for a minute. Okay, first of all, oh, Mike Pence? You're fired. Hold on. You're fired. You're fired. Okay, you're fired. All right, oh, and also Mike Pence? Nobody cares. Nobody 
cares. He stood up there and he goes, I'm a, I'm a Christian first, I'm a conservative second, and I'm a father third. No, no. Nobody cares. Alexa 56 says, Mike Pence, take your ball and go home. How about this? Don't even take your ball. Just go home. Just go home. I forgave Mike Pence. I'm not mad at him anymore. I'm not going to hold my the hate in my heart for Mike Pence because I can't do that. I can't do that and stay sane. But I am going to tell you that nobody wants you in the spectrum. Be gone. Now, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy was asked about the possibility of giving Donald Trump the speaker, the, the speaker of the House title when the Republicans win back the House. Again, common misconception here. President Trump does not have to run for office to be the Speaker of the House. Doesn't have to do that. Doesn't have to run for the House of Representatives. All we have to do is win the House of Representatives, and the Republican Party can appoint Donald Trump as the leader of the party as Speaker of the House. When Kevin McCarthy was asked this on Friday, do you know what he said? <coughs> he said that he's talked to President Trump many times, and he's also talked to President Trump about his desire to be the Speaker of the House. That means President Trump is actually thinking quite a bit about it now that we've all been talking about it. Because Kevin McCarthy said he's spoken to President Trump about his desire to be the House Speaker in 2022. Now this is all assuming that he isn't back in the White House at this point. Okay? So let's just take it as a grain of salt. Because I want to talk to you about what Kevin McCarthy said. His exact quote was, he doesn't like the idea of Trump becoming Speaker because he should be the President of the United States. I get it. You're right, Kevin McCarthy. President Trump should be the President of the United States right now. He got screwed. We all know it. But the reason why, why Kevin McCarthy does not like the idea of President Trump being Speaker of the House is because Kevin McCoward wants to be the Speaker of the House. But the problem with Kevin McCoward is he backed Liz Cheney too much, he bunked with Frank Luntz, Luntz, Luntz too long, and he threw President Trump under the bus when it seemed convenient for him unless he was going to visit President Trump at Mar-a-Lago. You are a rhino. We do not want you in the party. We do not want you as Speaker of the House. Period. And if President Trump wants to be the Speaker of the House, if he for, if he for some reason isn't put back into office by then, I would love to see that. I would love to see him bring up articles of impeachment or take Marjorie Taylor Greene's articles of impeachment that she's already put forward and take them right to uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. McCarthy, you need to go. Two dum-dums right there. Now let's follow that up right away by giving the first Smarty Award of the day. Who's this going to go to? Who's it going to go to, folks? Live from America, Smarty Award of the day is going to go to Governor Greg Abbott. Now, I've been critical of Governor Greg, Greg Abbott when he deserves criticism, but I've mainly been in support of Governor Greg Abbott. Now, Governor Greg Abbott continues his desire to be America's governor, okay? But he's neck and neck with Ron DeSantis, and in my personal opinion, Ron DeSantis is America's governor. He's the best governor in the state right now, in the states right now. And if President Trump, for some reason, um, God forbid, didn't run for office, I would back Ron DeSantis a thousand percent. Okay, but Greg, Governor Greg Abbott is in a close second, in my opinion. Governor Greg Abbott actually came through on his promise. Do you remember about a month ago when I uh, reported for you that Governor Greg Abbott said that he was going to withhold? Um, the pay for the state legislatures if they continued to walk out and not do their job, specifically referring to the Democratic state legislation who kept walking out on votes so that they could not hold a formal vote, Governor Greg Abbott said, I will withhold your pay. You will not get paid if you do not do your job. Well, the dummy Democrats decided we're going to continue to take our ball and go home, and we're not going to play the game of legislating, Okay, And they continued to walk out when it came time to vote for things that the Republicans would have, vote for, would have voted for. So, Governor Greg Abbott said, okay, I'm going to come through on my promise. So, Governor Greg Abbott actually vetoed Article 10 of the state budget, which withholds all the payroll to all state legislatures and their assistants and the maintenance people of the state buildings. 
Nobody gets paid until you guys can come together and figure it out and vote the way you're supposed to. Just because you don't have the numbers to get what you want doesn't mean that you're not supposed to do your job. You were elected to do your job. You didn't want to do your job because you're a crybaby. And now, ladies and gentlemen, now you're not going to get paid. Now, when you want to come back together and do your job, when you want to actually stay and vote the way you're supposed to, then I will... um. I will um, take back the veto of the of the Article 10, and you'll get paid. But until then, you're not getting paid. So that just made the Democrats so mad. That made them so incredibly mad that they're threatening lawsuits on Governor Greg Abbott. And get this, because they say he's not a dictator, and he's playing politics too much with, that, with, with uh, vetoing Article 10, which is actually going to hurt the state, because it's not allowing legislators to legislate for the people of Texas. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They actually said that he's playing politics, he's not a dictator, and he's going to hurt the state for not allowing the legislators to legislate for the people of Texas, even though they're the ones that kept walking out. They're the ones that are playing politics. They're the ones that are putting the people in, in the state at risk by not legislating and, 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 and passing laws that need to be passed. They're the ones that did not cooperate, and they're the ones not doing their job. But again, it's just like Democrats to point the finger at somebody else when they're actually the culprits doing the thing, the very thing that they're pointing their finger at. Guess what happens if I stop doing Live from America today? All of these, all of you donors out there, all of the people that go to MyPillow.com and buy things and use the LFA code, all the people that go to my online store and, 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 and help support the show by buying shirts and hats and stuff like that, if I stop doing the show today, guess what happens? I don't get paid anymore. If all of you stop doing your job today, guess what happens? You do not get paid anymore and you get fired. It is literally a 12-year-old mentality. 12-year-olds know this. But again... Let's see how long the people who worship money and power can go without getting their money or their power. Great job, Governor Greg Abbott. Also, Texas, you probably already know this, but has decided they're going to build their own border wall. And Governor Greg Abbott has allocated $250 million to start building Texas's own wall on their own southern border to protect their citizens from an illegal invasion brought to you by the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris fake, phony, illegitimate administration. Way to go, Texas. Way to go, Governor Greg Abbott. And way to go, Governor Ron DeSantis, for sending help to the border of Texas for Governor Greg Abbott so that they can secure the border while they're uh, in the early stages of building the wall. I mean, this is how we work together, folks. This is how we work together. This is how we save America. This is how we drive out the swamp. This is how we drive out the swamp donkeys and the rhinos. Right here. Working together. Keeping our business and all of our finances together. And staying on a course to an ultimate victory. Alright? Now, let's go ahead and cue the music for the next dumb, dumb award of the day. And it's no... It's nothing new, ladies and gentlemen. It's nothing new. The NFL gets... The Dumb Dumb Award of the Day, the second Dumb Dumb Award of the Day now. The NFL has lost tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of viewers. The NBA has lost even more. MLB has lost about the same. Sports in general today are no longer what we, the consumer, want to watch. But now the NFL has gone to another low. Okay, First they were allowing players to kneel when the National Anthem came on. Then, when they decided that that wasn't working out very well for their ratings, they stopped doing that. Now the NFL is mandating that all players get vaccinated. So I wanted to bring up and show you guys a very, very, very courageous, because we talk about courage being contagious. Check this out. Cole Beasley, wide receiver for the New York Buffalo Bills. He says, quote, I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. There's a picture of him right there. He, among many other players, will not take the Fauci virus experimental shot in the arm. It is not a vaccine. It does not prevent you from getting COVID because 
thousands of people are still getting COVID after they've been vaccinated. It is a ruse. It is a ploy by the pharmaceutical companies working with big government to make billions and billions of dollars, control you, and probably do some kind of population control. I'll say it. But let's talk about this for a minute. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley is making it clear that all the backlash to his anti-vaccine stance is not going to make him change his mind. Beasley insisted he has no plans to get the vaccine and will, quote, live my one life like I want to regardless, end quote. Beasley said he won't abide by any special requirements that have been laid out by the NFL for players who choose to not get vaccinated. He says, quote, I will be outside doing what I do. I will be in the public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. Point blank, period, he wrote. I may die of COVID, but I would, act, I would rather die actually living. This is the kind of courage we need, folks. This is the kind of courage we need in sports. This is the kind of courage we need in the universities. This is the kind of courage we need in schools. This is the kind of courage we need in workplaces. This is the kind of courage we need in state government. This is the kind of courage we need. Much like uh, that one um, uh, congressman who was asked, are you vaccinated? He said, that's none of your business. Period. That's none of your business. And, and I'll, but I'll answer it. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because until you can show me science and evidence that actually backs the fact that if you get the that you get the vaccine, that A, you're going to be fine, and B, you're going to be immune to COVID. I'm not getting it, period. So I have a newfound love for Cole Beasley. I might even become a Buffalo Bills fan, especially since my Chicago Bears are talking about leaving Chicago. But you know what? I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Lori Lightfoot, though, is trying to put a big stop to that. Of course she is. Oh, of course she is. Ah, I love Cole Beasley now, man. Woo-hoo-hoo! Anyway, let's move on. We now know for a fact, ladies and gentlemen, and we this is something that we've you and I have thought since the very beginning. The FBI came knocking at my door. Where were you on January 6th? Were you inside the Capitol building? Knowing full well I was not. We now know that FBI and CIA operatives were undercover in the Capitol on January 6th posing as Trump supporters on the front line, rowling the crowd up to break into the building. Period. We know that now. How many was? How many were there? We don't know. Were there hundreds? Were there thousands? Was a quarter of the crowd actually FBI and CIA operatives? Was a half the crowd? Was a majority of the crowd? Was there only five or ten? That we don't know. But what we do know is that FBI operatives and CIA operatives were undercover on January 6th at the Capitol building, literally rowling the crowd up to break into that building. And when we find out who they all are, we can then match them and find out if they're the ones who broke the windows, if they're the ones who entered the building illegally and got the crowd to come in. We already know. We already know that Capitol City Police were the ones that let people in the front door because the magnetic locks. So ladies and gentlemen, We're cutting down to this, and that is why Nancy Pelosi and the House of Representatives do not want to release all of the hours and hours of footage and all of the information they have on January 6th. If they really wanted to get to the bottom of January 6th, and they really wanted to stop this insurrection from ever happening again, they would be working diligently with the other side across the aisle to make sure that they're kept safe. But what they're going to find out is that the FBI... The DOJ, the CIA, the Capital City Police, Mayor Bowser, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, the entire left, all of them are the main culprits to January 6th. Much like they used coronavirus to get power and money, they're using January 6th to get rid of Trump and MAGA, period. And they did it all. They did every single bit of it. So FBI, if you're watching, which I'm sure you are, don't ever come knocking on my door ever again. Ever again. Because you know damn well that none of us had anything to do with it. And you know damn well that the people that work in your own department are the ones responsible for what happened on January 6th. Point blank, period. This uh, fake news was indeed fake news. Fake news. We don't want fake news. Nope. We want the truth. We want real news. So give us all the evidence. Jeremy, were you the one who came to you inside on the 6th? Jeremy, were you the one who came to you inside on the 6th. I don't know what that means, but no. 
The FBI came here. I showed them proof that I was already gone, and that I did not enter the building on the 6th, that I was gone far, be far before that even happened. So maybe you're the one who anonymously reached out to the FBI and told them I was there. But I had proof. Who unlocked the doors? Capital City Police. That's who unlocked the doors. Because there's only one person inside that building who has the ability to unlock the magnetic doors. And even if you unlock the physical lock, you would still need a tractor-trailer truck with a chain to rip off the doors from that magnetic lock. And the magnetic lock was undone, letting those doors open. So, just saying. Just saying, ladies and gentlemen. Um... Also, in Michigan, on the 28th, get used to saying this name, Christina Karamoy. Christina Karamoy, and it might be Karamoyce, but I think it's Karamoy, is a candidate for the Secretary of State for Michigan. She delivered 7,500 affidavits swearing and claiming from witnesses that they seen actual voter fraud during the November 3rd election. Okay. Um, hold on a minute. Fireman says, Jeremy, those magnetic locks released during a fire alarm. And I remember hearing the fire alarms go off. I don't discount that somebody let them in, but wondering if they pulled the fire alarm to do it. That I don't know. That I don't know. Um, just reading some of the comments here. Christina Caramoy actually is going to run for Secretary of State in Michigan, and she is running against uh, current Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, who is actually probably... A, a big culprit in the fraud that went on in Michigan, much like Katie Hobbs in Arizona. Christina Caramoy will actually be with us in uh, Holland, Michigan, on the 28th at Lighthouse Baptist Church speaking. I definitely recommend that you guys all get there. If you're coming to Michigan, get there so you can see her speak. Okay? See her speak because she's got a lot to say and she delivered 7,500 sworn affidavits to the Secretary of State's office last week and they were rejected and the Secretary of State's office would not come out and get them and would not take the 7,500 uh, affidavits. Okay? That should show you everything you need to know about the Secretary of State of Michigan. And now Christina Caramoy is making big news and I can't wait to meet her when we come to Michigan. She will be there with us. And now the last story of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about the crooked Supreme Court. They have upheld, they have upheld Obamacare's individual mandate by a vote of 7 to 2, folks. That is how bad your Supreme Court is letting you down. They have actually upheld the Obamacare individual mandate by a vote of 7 to 2. That means that we are going back to being forced to buy health care, even if you can't afford it, folks. Even if you cannot afford it, you are going back to being forced to purchase health care because of the Supreme Court upholding the illegal Obamacare by a vote of 7 to 2. Talk about rhinos. Talk about people undercover. Look at all the people that went to the Supreme Court. Okay? Somebody said, I thought you were coming to Muskegon. Yes, but I've posted, and which I'll show you right now, actually. If you go to jeremyharrell.com, you will see the updated tour date, uh, places where we're going to be. I'll switch that over for you right now. Just go to jeremyharrell.com, go to the uh, LFA events section, and there you can see it right there. Save America Freedom Tour, June 28th, will be at the Lighthouse Baptist Church in, in, in um, Holland, Michigan on the 28th. We will be at Washington Square Park in Ottawa, Illinois on the 29th, and we will be in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin at Daddy-O's Restaurant on July 1st. So hopefully you guys can screenshot that real quick or take a picture of it so you have the dates, times, and places. Just go to jeremyherald.com, go to the LFA events section page, and you'll be able to get all of that there. I'll try to keep you guys updated as quickly as I can. Things change a lot especially when it comes to private property and protesters and all that kind of stuff. But that's where we'll be, and I can't wait to see you guys all there uh, next week. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for today's Live from America. Again, I will be simulcasting, because I think we're already over a 1,000 subscribers on that YouTube channel. I will be simulcasting on YouTube and Rumble again tonight. Um, my LFA channel on 
Roku and Fire Stick is there. I checked it last night. It's just waiting for me to upload content. I'm actually working with the people to upload that content. It's a lot harder than you think it would be. It's not like a social media account. So I'm working on that. So you'll be able to watch Roku and Fire Stick uh, live from America on those platforms very soon. And I just want to thank you all very, very, very much for giving me not only your attention, your time, your hours of your day watching live from America, your donations, your support, everything you guys have done for this channel has been absolutely amazing. You guys um, were very, very patient as I went off to vacation, and I just want to let you know that I'm very, very happy to be back doing live from America, even though I'll be on the road again next week, <laughs> again. But anyway, guys, God bless you. Thank you very much. Remember, there are right ways, and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh, so stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for more Live from America, now that we're back in the swing of things, folks. Love you, God bless you, have a wonderful day, and make sure you share the video. See you guys later. Rebirth of America Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we want